This week's episode is brought to you by Space. There's only so much of it to go around, and we have to make sure that we don't put anything stupid in there like a suit, or a large pair of boots, or a stand trigger that can be put on bottom of deck and restand something. Space. There's only so much to go around. I'm Matt. Gabe. And uh, Matt and I are outside again, so that's fun. Um, today we are talking about uh, cards that limit design space. What does that mean? Uh, it, w- it was your idea. Okay. <laughs> well, it wasn't so, exactly my idea. Okay, so was... a, a friend of ours came up to us and was talking about the um, rather subpar support for Pale Moon and Rummy Labyrinth, which is the character booster 3 that recently came out in Japan. And we were trying to figure out why, um, maybe why they weren't give, giving Pelmoon lots of on, at- uh, on attack calls, or why that you know, the, like other than of course the Harry Stripes, which is very counterblast to heavy. So what, what is the issue here? And our, our friend James brought up the point that possibly the free quote free calls of uh, Flying Paratin and uh, Cutie Paratrooper uh, were were just too powerful for making entire additional columns with the free calls from a stride. Meaning, uh, if it had the Magia ability. So, with that in the, um, what is it, Cat and High Boots? Yeah. Yeah, Cat and High Boots, which when uh, something is placed on Vanguard, you can call it out. And then when it's called out, you can call something else out. And all these ways give a way to just bring an entire new board with only a few calls. So, like, two calls, say, is an entire board for Pelman. Yeah. And so, the, the idea here is that the, the new support was not what people were looking for because of the strength of cards like Cutie Paratrooper, um, which, first of all, must have a Harry Vanguard and be called by the Magi ability, and Flying Paraton. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, interesting to note that, like, the first card that comes to mind... It, it also... Sorry. It also applies to cards that uh, are, like, causing Bushiro to, like, be very careful with, uh, like, you know support. So for the example, the first cards that come to mind are Silent Tom and Commander Laurel. Um, the idea of your Vanguard restanding without really losing any drive checks can uh, makes it so that over making like your center column too crazy is, you know, d- would be game breaking, right? Um, and then on top of that, you have Silent Tom where if uh, if like Oracle Think Tank I guess gets too many resources or something would make it so, like, oh, you can't guard with zeros, and then that's going to be too broken. Um, that's not to say that Boucherode's whole, like, caution about all this is wrong or right, necessarily, but it's just definitely something to think about. Um, what do you think, Gabe? Um, I mean, there are definitely a lot of cards that Bushi probably takes into consideration, but as we've seen time and time again... They do make a lot of errors because taking into consideration one card doesn't mean it should inherently be bad. Like, I like to mess around with OTT, which is just, it's so bad. It's it's so, so bad. And, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's all there is to say. Bushiro, like, I, Bushiro needs to do that to avoid really garbage stuff. But at the same time, like, they don't go about it super well regardless. Right. And I, I do think that sometimes the clan mechanics 
and the cards they have in consideration just don't match well. Like with the Tom, with Silent Tom, the assumption is that everyone who plays Silent Tom is going to be playing 12 crit. Okay. I mean, that's what they, they have to do, so. Right. And so, for instance, like the Battle Sister Stride, uh, whose name I'm forgetting right now, so my apologies, um, yeah. from Tri-Dragon, Tri um, doesn't affect, only affects Battle Sisters. So yeah. the Oracle effect is Oracle, all Battle Sisters in Front Rogue, and uh, 1k for each card in hand. But it's specifically restricted to Battle Sisters because they want, yeah. you know, they want to avoid Tom, which is the only rear guard that, uh, that otherwise would matter. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, t Tom is free, so I think that's what they're so scared of. It, I agree with you. It, like, that's why they made it 8K, and Tom was very powerful uh, at the start of the game and then just kind of got phased out due to G-guards and, you know... Break rides. Break rides and all that other stuff <clears throat> with the things in between. But it, it's just a, it's something that Bushroad is, like, ever, like hyper aware of when mm. they're making new stuff which unfortunately hurts the clan because uh you know ott players are limited to like gabe online and root beer and maybe like one dude in indiana <laughs> i mean ott is yeah. like a fairly popular clan it's just that the players who like ott yeah. have kind of been uh shafted like in their support so that they feel like they're just like i'm gonna play another clan until ott gets good support and then I mean, the Tri-Dragon support for OTT, I feel like, was good, but their starting position was so bad that it's not enough to quite pull them up yet. Yeah. So, do you think we should just go through the list of what we have and then just kind of stipple in on yeah, this thing? Or? So, we started with, uh, you know, Cutie, Paratrooper, Paradin, and the Cat. So, I guess the next thing to, to I guess, cover would be Commander Laurel. Yeah, so this is kind of an interesting card in how, how restricting it is or isn't. Um, I do feel that the beginning of Stride, they were very worried about Commander Laurel. So the mm -hmm. support in Cosmic Roar as a whole was pretty weak. Um, a lot of the Cosmic Hero support didn't really matter. Um, there was a couple cards that people did like of the Cosmic Heroes, like Grand Chopper, for instance, or um, and Dijet came in that set, which is very nice for the for uh, Derobo. Uh, but once the Fighters Collection came out, or Sorry, not the fire section, but uh, so I guess I should mention what happened at that point. So at that point, uh, Dimension Police got to be tier one for a little bit with the Break Ride Sinbuster deck, which I feel like was so insanely powerful, especially prior to G guards. Yeah. Uh, of just saying like, oh, my Vanguard is you know fifty one k. You can't guard with grades with grade one or higher. And, guard and, and guard break. also guard break and or no G guards didn't exist. So like, do you have five cards to drop for a two to pass or one to pass? Really? The answer is probably no. Yeah, um, but after G guards came out, Dimension Police got really, really shitty, and because Dismal stops Lorling on rear guards, yeah, like by itself, so they just need a heal or an old PG. A lot of the new PGs are starting to guard rear guards, yeah, and again, and so I think Bushi Road has kind of accepted Laurel's place as and what? Set, as like just a staple Dimension Police unit, yeah, for well for not Cosmic Heroes. Like, they've been designing specifically Cosmic Heroes so that Laurel does not work with them. Okay. However... But, 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 Matt, the leaders have a Laurel clone. Wait, do they actually? What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, it's it's worse because you need to... Um, oh, it's, not rest, it's not rest 4, it's kill 5. That's right. Yeah. But, it's, that. but it is guaranteed, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. But the God difference, bless the leaders. But the difference is, like... 
That's a lot. That's a lot more commitment than Laurel. Yeah. Oh, definitely, and also Laurel has the whole on hit thing going. We're not going for it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but one thing about Laurel is that it works all the time. <laughs> like it just, you know, in the units that you rest for Laurel probably don't matter. Yeah. And you just rest them and be like, all right, we're attacking Vanguard again. Like yeah. on hit anything, <laughs> on hit rear whatever. Dismal exactly. Prevented that from mattering. Yeah. They're starting to make PGs again that don't affect rears. So I feel like it, with the printing of this Laurel GR, even though it sucks, but that's yeah. a different discussion. Um, with the printing of this Laurel GR, they've kind of accepted Laurel as just kind of a staple Dimension Police unit. Yeah, but but they they also like went the other direction. They're like the, the original Laurel was so good. We're just gonna make it. Oh, it's 4K. We're gonna make your the first 4K G unit. Ever. Sure, and, and, and that yeah. it's it's funny. It's not, but that's like a. But I mean, with As them accepting Laurel, yeah, they've just started saying like, oh, we're just gonna let Laurel be, and yeah. go back to printing dimensional Robo cards, which we would have printed anyway. Yeah. And I'm specifically talking about Diehawk. Okay, go into Diehawk. So Diehawk yeah. is a starter, is a forerunner for dimensional Robo that has an, a similar effect to uh, this uh, Goyusha from G, uh, from BTH. Uh, where you choose four dimensional robo rear guards and put them into soul, and you can stride a dimensional robo from G zone from face down. See now, the like on paper. Oh, you have to be grade three or higher though. Oh You no. you have to be grade three. You have to be grade three. So on paper, this looks stupid because you're like, I have to get rid of four cards for triple mm-hmm. drive. That's like a minus three. And then, nobody thinks that. And then, I assure you, nobody thinks that. Hang on, and then people remember that Die Earth exists, and they're like, "Oh, okay, this is a plus." Yeah. So now, yeah. so now you go, okay, I'm gonna play three shitty triggers, and this is why you need to play Dimensional Robo triggers in this deck. Uh, you shove them into Soul, you stride into Die Earth, Counterblast two, and call two things, and then if you have a Laurel and another card, which you, which yeah. I, I've upped it to four Laurel since for this reason, yeah. uh, then you play them out and you attack your opponent, and they can't G guard, meaning if they have a rear guard in front row, you just attack it. Yeah. And they cannot dismal because they're great too. Yeah, and a lot of decks still play unflip PGs. Mm-hmm. So that like you, you say that like all these new perfect guards are, you know, able to guard rare guards now. Not not every deck is going to that right away. Right. So like some of them are playing like some split of those PGs. At least the clans that can afford to. Yeah. Like a lot of uh, dimensional robo decks want to play like three uh, unflip PGs and one indignant calm. Or, you know, just the one of, if it doesn't require another copy of itself, like the Grand Blue one or the Ezra's. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, if they're still playing on flip PGs or don't have their, you know, a special PG, yeah. their, their new, you know, GB2 PG, then, yeah, they're not going to be able to guard this. Actually, uh, Diehawk is what uh, caused us, to, or I think this was James, too, uh, to come up with the concept of the Broken Common Club, or the BCC for short. So that includes things like, Refros, Broken Heart, Mayhem Tiger, and then now, now Diehawk, because this one common turned that deck around from, like, 0 to 60. Yeah. Like, this deck is now, like, pretty good, yeah. because the power just to get first stride guaranteed every game. Yeah. Wait, does it make you stride Dimensional Robo? Yes. Okay, so, but that also means that they now have to be wary of, like, every stride they make in the future with Dimensional Robo. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, from the looks of it, the Fighter's Collection stride will also be a Dimensional Robo. Yeah. But, I mean, Die Earth is still a pretty damn good start. Oh, Die Earth is amazing. Fighter's Collection is not going to be D-Robo. Everything's generic. What? That's not true. There's a Witch, a Heal, and, and G-Guard. Which Witch? Uh, Genesis Witches. Oh, okay. 
I mean, that's like one part out of the many that we've but seen, though. But if you think about that Dimension Police is the Robo? I mean, it's only, technically. It also doesn't look like a Cosmic Hero, but that we'll, we'll see. Uh, but not that Cosmic Hero cares about his special stuff. Is it sad that, like, most of the Dimension Police stuff that isn't, like, the zeal, like, monstery things look the same to me? And I mean... In, and the Nygmans, I guess, but... Fucking yeah. racist. <laughs> you robotist. Or, yeah. yeah, so I think Laurel w was restricting what kinds of cards they were printing, and then they were just like, oh, we've pretty much made all the G support not work with Laurel, so we can just print whatever we want for D-Robos again. Yeah. And that's what they did. Why did the... What do you mean not work with Laurel? The so a heroes? lot of the Cosmic Hero stuff requires you to rest during your main phase. Oh, yeah. Which means that... If you have a rest or rear guard during your main phase, you can't Laurel restand it. Yeah. What it what it did do? I mean, you can combine it with Laurel if you play a lot of stand triggers, but and that's if you drive check them. Yeah. So I mean, I really hate the Cosmic Hero lines on stand triggers, but that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Um, episode thirteen. Um, let's see. Next thing on the list is uh, the Parade Three uh, No Seal, where um, James is. This is James's idea. It, the, his evidence for that is that uh, the GBT09 Angel Feather stuff didn't really work with No Seal because they can't really print any more No Seal cards due to the fact that uh, that you can just get so much advantage off of one card. Where you go mm -hmm. ride, swap, top card. Oh look, there's no, another No Seal. Put it in hand. Top card. Oh look, there's another one. Put it in hand. Um, yeah, if they ever print like. They cannot print relevant rearguards with no seal in the name, for that reason. Like, or the deck already tries to play every no seal it can, at least like grade threes, grade uh, stand triggers, and grade ones, and, and like twos. maybe some out of the grade twos. Yeah. Um, but like, even if you G assist into the grade three no seal, you immediately make that loss back, almost every time. Gabe, did you? Um, I mean, you, you play Angel Feather. What do you think of this? I mean, like. Objectively, he's right. Unless Bushiro decides to put Angel back in the spotlight, which, like, I mean, every clan deserves to be relevant at some point, and while Angels have, and they have been recently, like, if they decide, if, like, objectively speaking, if it's, they decide they want to make Angels relevant again, they can, but, like, that's the issue with Nokio, because Nokio worked kind of like, um, uh, Sanctuary Guard with irrelevant decks ran, like, four Nokia, and you just generated a bunch of an advantage using grade two. Like, you use the Celestial that guaranteed you any damage. You just put a Nokia in there, and you just added it to your hand. So, um, printing more Nokia stuff would just give you more targets, and it would make... It would honestly, weirdly enough, also work with Rescue, because you'll either see a trigger or a card you can plus off of. Yeah. Um, or both. Nokia triggers, man. 2017. <laughs> There's a stand trigger. <laughs> I mean, there is a stand trigger. Yeah, but I, yeah, I do think the Nokia Grade Three was very, very strong. And I, I, every time I play that deck, I'm just like, it's so annoying. Cause like, there's like, all right, I took it. Oh, I took a damage. Hold on, uh, plus two to my van. Counterblast one. Add this. Get this. Plus two to my van. Uh, I don't want. Uh, do I want that one? Sure, I'll take that one. Plus yeah. two to my van. They have like three more cards from taking a damage. It's yeah. very frustrating. And then their Vanguard, and it's like they got a trigger plus one uh -huh. without actually taking a trigger on damage. Um, I love plussing off of my damage checks. It's the best feeling ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the no-steal grade one can swap face down damage or something. Yeah. Um, Who's allowed to do this? Let's see. 
the the next one on the list is a Sanctuary Guard Dragon. Um, I think the evidence of this is mostly just seen in the fact that in Japan, Bushiro had limited Sanctuary Guard Dragon to one, and then they just played four Sanctuary Guard art, one Sanctuary Guard Dragon, and the deck was still topping. Yeah. Like, I think that's the sign of a card that is just, like, so omnipresent, is that, like, no matter what you do to it, people will find a way to, like, you know, make it work. I, I think the awkward... I don't know how I feel about Sanctuary Guard Dragon himself. I think this just really talks about the how strong the Blaster Engine is. Yeah, well, because oh, yeah. Sanctuary Guard tutors your grade 1s, and then everything else in Royal Paladin tutors your grade 2s, so you have access to everything, you know? Yeah. But, like... The the real strength is just the grade two game. Like they they don't even care about riding up on time. They'll just sit there and take damage at grade two, and then and every then keep plussing off of that one grade two that searches for the thing that lets you soul blast and draw. It's great. Uh, who Richard? Yeah. Or just keep calling a bunch of blaster blades. Yeah, that too. Or re-standing blaster blades with fucking Flogol. Yeah, actually, Flogol is also in the Broken Common Club. Yeah, that that's, card's nuts. That stupid crit. Flogol's ridiculous. Why is it a crit? <laughs> I don't know. Whose idea was this? Like, oh, let's just make it a crit, it's fine. Yeah. They, they need to give it, like, that kind of Jewel Knight thing where you can, may only play it if you have grade 3s with Blaster in the name. Sanctuary Guard Blaster. We're all fucked. Stop. <laughs> I mean, if people were just playing it with, like, Majesty or Blaster, like, Blaster or Alfred, like, they could even do that like they're doing with the Legend deck. Like, this card's still, like... It's, like, the Blaster engine itself is still very strong. Yeah. So, do you think it's... Lou, or is it the Flogal part? It's Flogal. It's Flogal? I think, it's I definitely think, Flogal. I think Flogal is inherently stronger than Lou. Hmm. Because all Lou does is... Well, while Lou is great because it gives you a search in itself, like 6k or whatever, yeah. um, Flogal is what makes the Sanctuary Guard... the, the Blaster Engine work. Because you Sanctuary Guard, give your front row 9 to 12k, which proc off of Flogal. Because Flogal also just gives you power thanks to Sanctuary Guard because it's grade 1 or lower, not just grade 1s. And then, basically, you got your Blaster Blade, do your drive checks, Flogol Skill, restand your 21k, then restand this 19, and you just do a fuck ton of big attacks. Yeah. Or, or you can do, like, a bunch of small pokes on turn two. And uh, if you have Bark Gall, it just, like, refunds your Counter Blast used for Lou. So. Yeah, the problem with Lou is a lot of people just don't have the 2CB to go, to go in there. Like, don't you, don't, you... you don't have the... Like, you won't necessarily have the two Counter Blast. Yeah. Like, especially if you go first. Yeah. Like, on grade two. So, like, usually a loose effect is less relevant than Flogol's effect. True. Because like Flogol doesn't have to pay anything. It just goes back, right? Or... I mean... Counter Blast 1. Oh, one. So you have Counter Blast 1 yeah. for Flogol and Counter Blast 1 for Lou. Gotcha. But you're going okay. to use Flogol if you have it. Yeah. Over Lou. Yeah. Assuming you have the Blaster Blade, which a lot of people do play Wingle Brave to search out Blaster, because they play, like, the uh, like the seven or eight Blaster Grade ones. Yeah. So if you oh, there's seven? I thought there was one. Oh, wait, yeah, because um, I thought it was just Rapier, and then there's, I forgot that, like, they created all the Alfred support. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you have, like, separate Blaster Grid ones now. Um, so it, so it's more the Blaster Engine, less Sanctuary Guard. It yeah. Just, it works with Sanctuary Guard. The Blaster Guard. Engine's the most yeah. broken grade 2 game in the game. The Blaster Engine would be fine standalone if it wasn't splashable. Because the entirety of the Blaster Engine is below grade 2, so you can have the best grade 3s that can abuse it. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems very Yu-Gi-Oh-ish in that sense. A little bit. Where you can just put this engine into anything. Yeah, the, the difference is, like, with, I think, one of the other, like, top grade 2 games is, I think, Ancient Dragons. Yeah. But you, at all point, must have an Ancient Dragon Vanguard. Yeah. 
So, yeah. like, it doesn't work nearly as well. That's true. Um, let's see. Next thing on the list is uh, Silent Tom, which we covered a little bit already. Um, I don't know. I... I mean, I don't think this card should be restricting design space. I think it's fine to let Silent Tom be Silent Tom. Yeah. Um, but you see that they're just making, like, a GB2 stand trigger that tries to emulate Silent Tom for Oracle units. Yeah. But, like, who cares? It, it, it's a stand trigger, yeah. no TT. Yeah. It seems like a lot of these, um, the, like, a lot of things that get the Silent Tom effect always have these, like, hoops, but they're, like, hoops that are way too high up. Like, there's the, um, there's Doppel Vampire in Dark Irregulars where he's got to have 15 or more in Soul Darkness. Darkness isn't too bad, but the 15 or more, it's like, that. that's not going to be happening unless you're already kind of winning. You know, you can't really use that to turn yourself around. Not only that, but, like, the other, like, Doppel Vampire has a different problem where he's a, he's a unit in Dark Irregulars that doesn't Soul Charge. <laughs> Which I mean, is a separate problem. That's not the worst thing. But it's pretty bad. I don't know. Especially for a be very medium effect now because of yeah. G-Guards. Like, the can't guard with grade 0 effect is so much worse now that G-Guards exist. Yeah, the n- not guarding with grade 1 or higher makes sense because of perfect guards. But, like, just the not guarding with grade 0 is, you're right, just doesn't have the oomph that it used to. I mean, it can be very devastating. Yeah. And, you know, against, like, 7 C's Rush, like, Silent Tom does do a lot of work. Yeah. But, like, it's just, you know, it's a different thing. Yeah. Um... Next thing on the list, uh, Taro, the Genesis Stand Trigger, yet another member of the BCC. Um, so when she's Soul Blasted, you can put her on the bottom of the deck and stand a unit. Now, when... Not, not a rear guard, not a unit. Unit, sorry, rear guard. So, I think what Boucherode was thinking was, uh, it was supposed to be used like, oh, Revelation, you rest your own shit, and then you can Soul Blast and, like, restand it so you don't, lo- so you don't lose this attack or boost or whatever. Um... And they were it. It kind of shows that they were very careful with Taro in that you can, like a lot of these like battle phase soul blasting, now have either like a once per turn stipulation, or have some kind of hoop like uh, Boulder Fetter Gyol is once per turn, and Vanergans is you know a vanguard. So there's no way to stand Genesis vanguards as far nope. as we know. So. That makes sense in that, oh, you, maybe you can stand two things. That's pretty good. And then they, um, or, or like Battle Maiden Medusa, who's on hit. That kind of thing. But what, uh, what they, they forgot about Angelic Wiseman from like, what, what was that? Like? A common in BT-14, I believe. Yeah, so it, it was so innocuous, and yet, and like, that caused a loop to occur. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so basically, I, end, end of the day, you attack, like, 12 times, like, 70k Wiseman. Yeah. But, like, that's not the... But the point is, like, with I think without Taro, the clan would be almost unplayable. Kind of, yeah. Because you would just be a straight three-column clan with random rest skills and no way to stand stuff. Yeah. I mean, you so had... So, like, you can't... Hitting Taro is, like, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But, like, they're now forced to say, okay, well, any battle phase calling needs some restriction. Yeah, or any battle phase soul blasting. Yeah, and with Joel, the soul blasting is even free. You have to counter blast before you can gain that skill. Yeah, that's true. And he can't do it every every turn. Yeah. So unless you like called over it and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it, it's just it, it's interesting that this is the thing keeping the clan somewhat alive, and yet 
it's like got such a big effect where they can't, you know, every time they're, you know, making new support, they have to constantly have it on like, you know, on the bulletin board on the side of the room. Mm -hmm. Like, don't fuck this shit up again. I mean, I I think the, uh, I think the correct direction, and I think this is a really bad spot for a clan to be in. I think it's up to Bushiro to just print good support. Yeah. Knowing Taro exists. And then if it's a problem, deal with Taro. What do you think would, like, like, what were you thinking of exactly? I mean, at this point, it's really hard to to have, like, large column attacks to be effective unless they just get, like, you know, like, over 70k or something. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> but, like, a lot of, like, you can't make 28 columns and expect to win games off just 20, three 28 columns. Yeah. Like, this is not going to win as many games as it did before. And the reason is that G-Guards exist. Yeah. Uh, G-Guard is a one-card guard on a 28k column, basically. Yeah. For a lot of clans, except Markuma. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh... That's going to haunt you forever. <laughs> I mean, I just don't even G-Guard. I just guard with the ta- two 10ks. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, one of them being the heal. What... what what about the one where you like get the copy of the thing? I mean, I need a, I need a non I need a grade zero, I need a grade one or two on field. So sometimes yeah. you just end the turn without them, like especially after first trade. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, but I think sorry, uh, it's hard to say what the support would look like. So what they want to do, hmm, I don't know. Actually, I don't ha- I don't have a good idea, but. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I guess I, I think it would involve changing the play style of Genesis. Yeah, I mean, literally, I think the the reason like Revelation works the way it does is uh, there's an episode of uh, the Vanguard anime where the guy who plays Genesis uh, Shoma is playing against uh, a guy who plays Darkface, and he's using all these skills to just artificially restand his van uh, rear guards, and I think they literally did that just to fuck with the Mega Colony guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. Just like that. That's I it. mean, Genesis does have a lot of restanding effects. Yeah. And I think that Taro's existence is cool. Um, but I do think it's going to hurt them in the future. So I guess I guess the argument maybe should be that either just print good cards and if they interfere, you like figure out something. Mm-hmm. And then just no, don't, but don't leave them with like the grade two options they have now. Yeah. Like, Kotonoha is, like, pretty strong, but the other grade two options are not great. I mean, their Amber clone is better. bad. It's decent, but... It's, like, bad. I mean, you don't want to use it ever. Yeah. And it requires, like, a lot of field commitment. With because like, Amber clones, like, are starting to get worse and worse because they require lots of field commitment. That's Me true. Needing a booster and... A um, counterblast. And a counterblast, yeah. Yeah. Um, Doesn't matter for Angel Feather. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the booster is uh, the rescue stand, right? The, yeah, also, but also just more on the point that counterblasts mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, because Altiel just use it two strands in a row for an artificial unflip of three. Stop talking about Altiel. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Altiel. That's why I quit the deck originally. <laughs> um, GBTO9 was my Vanquisher support. That isn't how strongly it, it, I feel it, it, about it. It was Vanquisher support. But, like, I don't play Vanquisher. <laughs> the right. angel support for me is what Vanquisher is for Jose. 
people or people that actually know how bad Vanquisher support is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people do think set 9 support itself was pretty bad. But, but there's a lot that was, don't. Set 5 was pretty strong, so. For Kami? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next thing on the list, and I have it written as the entire Nubatama mechanic. Oh, man. <laughs> so, one thing that Bushiroad hates, and this is not just from Weiss, or not, not just from Vanguard, it's like for Weiss and like a lot of their other games, is they hate when you can interact with your opponent's hand. They think this effect is like way too strong. I mean, in a game... I mean, in, in a game, yeah, like in a game like Vanguard, it is. It's, yeah. because... it's the only way to protect yourself. There are no trap cards, unless you're Kagura. Uh-huh. But, um, the, like, Nubatama was so, like, I guess game-threatening when it was first introduced with that, that Braid 1 where on hit... If it boosted, you counterblast your opponent, discards a card. Oh, Dreadmaster. If you have more cards, yeah. if you have yeah. less cards, cards in your hand. So that caused Bushiro to discontinue the clan yep. for... 13 sets? 12 sets. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> so by that alone, you can tell, like... I think I think it's how I imagine Dr. Frankenstein felt, like, the first time he tried to make the creature, and he's like, yeah, maybe I should stop doing that. And then a few months later, he's like, fuck it, let's do it again. And then, you know. I, I mean, I think that the second time when they came around with, like, a lot of the binding, yeah, I think this made them, like, first of all, it made them inherently different than Murakumo, which was supposed to be, like, replacing them. Yeah. And there were a lot of Murakumo units in between uh, GBT1, or BT1 and BT13, yeah. that kind of emulated Nubatama, what Nubatama was supposed to be. And I'm talking specifically here about Dueling Dragons. Yeah. Like, th- like they just look like they want to emulate old Nubatama cards. Yeah. Um, well, Dueling Dragons really became a thing after Nubatomic came back, because the only Dueling Dragon support card before was um, the I'm one sp- that d- discard on ride. Yeah, I'm talking specifically about Zombok. Yeah. But that's a very Nubatama mechanic, right? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, I know, like, talk- talking about lore in ret- terms of the actual card game is stupid, but, like... At least in the manga, um, Nubata- Nubatama and um, Murakumo were one clan, and why would they have one clan when they could have two? Right, right. My point was that they were still wanting to print Nubatama cards, despite discontinuing the clan of Nubatama. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think, I, I do know about that, and how they're supposed to be, you know, the same, but... Yeah. It, it, it I mean, was kind of a, a, an odd Murakumo card for a while. Very true. Very true. But as it stands now, they started to turn it into a binding. Like, there's in VT13, they got this ba- grade 2 bear on ride. Choose one of your opponent's regards, bind it, at the end of turn, return it to their hand. And so it's a lot of temporary binding for, Nuba- for Nubatama. Yeah, you can also, it also works on call, too. Oh, yeah, sorry, on call. Yeah. How do I know this? Gabe picked up the deck for like a month and kicked my ass with it. So. I mean, You're the welcome. necessity of the bear is, is, is a different discussion. But, uh, the bears. Yeah. Uh, they also have a grade one that's uh, on play, counterblast one. If your opponent has four or more cards in hand, they choose one card in their hand and bind it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, their stride skill for sure, Nui, is what they... Yeah, that, they bind one, discard one. Bind, is it discard them bind or bind the discard? I don't know, dude. And a lot of the break, the break ride was the same. And then, yeah. <clears throat> there's a lot of just binding and discarding. So, but this gave Nubata- uh, Nubatama kind of a different s- s- theme and strategy to what Murakumo were trying to do. So Nubatama's plan was now restrict my opponent's hand on, th- on my turn and attack. Yeah. The inherent problem with this is you're taking away your opponent's options in a game that doesn't have interaction. Yeah. 
So I think, like, the, their way to remedy this was they made it so you had to be slightly behind on everything. Like, if you have less cards in your hand than your opponent, let's even the playing field. Or, you know, if you have less rear guards than your opponent, do this. Uh-huh. And a lot of times, like, your units don't come back to you if you have too many cards in hand. So once you get to seven cards, you can't return into your afterimage stuff. Like, I wasn't even talking about afterimage. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like, a lot of it is, is yeah. playing from ever so slightly behind. Yeah. So I think, and, like, that's what makes it so Nubatama doesn't really, it's not around much, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that in the deck is very expensive for no reason. Yeah. I think just all the tech booster stuff in general, because it was, like, hard to get. Tech booster one is super expensive. <sighs> what a shame. Um... I like. I, I'm curious as to see what's going to happen the next time they get support with their trial deck in GBT 11. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little scary. I mean, there was a card in Weishwart's uh, from Persona 3, and I, I don't. Remember, it's it's like Akinari or something. I don't remember the name of it. Anyway, uh, I don't remember the guy the guy in Persona 3. But whenever he dies, your opponent discards a card. Uh, Gross. And so. <laughs> What people would do in a format called Standard for Weiss, which is where you can mix mix uh, series and stuff, yeah. is that they would give him Encore, and you would play over him. Yeah. And every time you play over him and Encore him back, your opponent has to uh, discard, discard a card. card. So you just, like... Spam that shit? Yeah, you just spam yeah. it, and your opponent discards their hand. What a shame. It kind of reminds me of Yu-Gi-Oh! with, the, like, all the... Like, some of these decks where they go, all right, this is my first turn. I'm going to make you discard four cards out of your hand. Go ahead first turn, you know. Really I mean, that was an infinite loop that Konami remedied. Yeah, but I mean, just like, the, the I, I think Bushiroad is very hyper-aware of shit that could happen. Yeah. Depending. Bushiroad yeah. doesn't want your, to restrict the options of your opponent very much. So Nubatama is like a, Nubatama and I guess Link Joker in the same way are like very rare for Bushiroad kind of, uh, for Bushiroad to do. Where yeah. they're gonna say, okay, I'm not gonna let you do this. Yeah. Um, oh, fun. Melum, TikTok, and Header Around. Please. Jingles. I mean, they were all just poorly designed as Bushiroad, like, in terms of design, didn't, like, think about everything. Because, standalone, they're all fine cards, objectively, but, like, when you combine them with what you can, ridiculous, like, results occur... I think that TikTok, even standalone, is not a good card to exist. Why is that? Um, anytime you have a card that activates an effect at the end of uh, whenever at the end of battle, another rearguard attacked with no other restriction, it has a, especially one that generates extra attacks like TikTok. It's like very, very likely to be a problem. Like anytime you have a card like that, like you're saying, like okay, I attack with this grade one. Oh, cool, my TikTok activates, even though it's not boosting or anything. It's just in there, place. Yeah. yeah, it's just there, existing. Yeah. And it, like, immediately, like, it's just already a problem. Like, you're getting a free attack for this card just existing on your board. I mean, like, people played it as their starter, and then they also played, like, one to two extra copies just because of how good it was. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Bushiro goes, okay, you can't use it as your starter, and it's limited to one, and people still fucking ran it. And that was because it was tutorable by Melum, who, uh... The fact that Melum can let you get any grade zero, and especially where, like, usually the grade zeros didn't stick around for long. You got Urwatar or TikTok. But if TikTok had to boost, the Melum thing wouldn't be a yeah, problem. that's true. 
Um, but it also means that, like, with the ban list that, like, hit Urbitar, it, like, hit the wrong thing. I mean, Chrono Fang got really hurt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's hitting the... It's kneecapping the wrong guy. Um, and I, I don't know. It, it's just, like, kind of stupid in a, a clan where you can search pretty much anything... And there are cards everywhere that let you manipulate the grades of stuff so you can just get anything I, you want. I think the thing that should be uh, limiting, and I think that is starting to limit how they can print cards for uh, Gear Chronicle, is actually just the time leap mechanic. It like, makes sense. We're talking about a mechanic that inherently generates extra attacks yeah. at very low costs. Yeah. If you think about all the time leap cops, they're like Counterblast 1, no boost. Yeah. Soul Blast 1. Yeah. Or like, put, this, you know, put a mm. unit to Soul. Yeah. Or like... When this is called by a time, leap, yeah. you're just like these are like not really costs. Yeah, and like this often gets compared to Spike Brothers, who you know you can tutor whatever you want in there too, but like you know everything like, minuses in Spike Brothers. Exactly. Like there's no time leap cards. They're like, oh, if you put a card from hand to your soul, you can time leap yeah. this. No. no, they're all just time leap this thing. Yeah. At the end of the turn, you're supposed to lose it and get the old thing back, but you're still not down a card even in yeah. that case. I mean, if you like, time leap, if you time leap like a card that was time leaped into, you actually generate advantage. Yeah, yeah. So like that's just another inherent problem. On top of gaining attacks, you can also gain advantage, which is just kind of ridiculous. But game, like, re- the thing, the thing that was time leaped before is stuck in the bind zone. Oh no! No, it's not because it's an avatar. <laughs> no. Yeah, that seems about right. Ugh. Um. And then Header Around. Header Around has the dumbest origin story ever. Why does this card exist? Okay, so let me tell Sit down and let me tell you a little story. We're already sitting down. But uh, in the show, the villain also played Gear Chronicle, and his ace unit was this big, like, colossal thing. Like, why am I blanking on the name right now? Demiurge? Demiurge, thank you. So Demiurge was this big, you know, Gear Colossus machine thing. That if you uh, had 12 Zodiac Time Bees with different names in your bind zone, you could pay a cost, I forgot what it was, and then you put the 12 cards on top of your deck in any order. So the idea was, oh, I can manipulate the deck as I wish to, so I can triple They definitely you. had to have different names. I said different names. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, th- th- you know, th- I can triple crit you, and like then I'm going to have a Miracle Heal set up, and then the turn after I can Mystery Flare, or whatever. And then he does this, and Chrono goes, I'm going to G-guard with this. I can put this other rear guard into your deck and make you shuffle, and then call the top card of the deck. So it was literally just for a plot device of fuck you, Demiurge. That was the whole thing. Uh Uh-huh. And what it instead was, was it turned it into a more, arguably more broken Denial Griffin. Because it didn't have to put back the thing it was guarding. It would instead, you can like G guard one rear guard and spin a different rear guard which is crazy you get you can kill two birds with one stone for just a soul blast yeah um that's wacky and like like they're like oh but you get you shuffle and get a card back so it's not a minus that's not the fucking point I mean it is if you have any power on there whatsoever yeah just fucking play musketeers and use Myra to give it 10k oh my god why stop sucking Wiseman or whatever. Yeah, like, why? Like, oh, nice 70k yeah. Wiseman. It doesn't matter if you get yeah. another Wiseman. 
Yeah. Well, then maybe Wiseman's a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, that's a different story. Right? I mean, like, Hedder Around pretty much killed Wise- killed the Wiseman loop. I mean, the fact that two of the top decks yeah. have ways to deal with Wiseman. Yeah. Um, the other being Grand Blue. Right. But still. And even mul- there are also multiple not top decks that can still do it. Because no matter how bad, no matter how not meta Kagero is, Denial Griffin is still a good card that shuts it down in that match. Yeah. That's true. In it, yeah. So Cogro is very good against other slow decks. Yeah. Or slow enough decks. Yeah. But yeah, th- those those three cards were like the asshole trifecta of 2016, pretty much. I mean, it doesn't help that every other Gear, Gear, uh, Gear Chronicle G guard is like insane. Yeah. You have you have a recycler. You have a like get a TikTok finder. Yeah. Exactly. TikTok is very searchable. <laughs> Matt. 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 You're forgetting about Pandora Chimera. Tuck back row. Dude. That's insane. I, I, that card actually got me once. So I was playing in a tournament against Chris. Yeah. And I was playing Gaia. Was he doing Chrono Fang? And he was playing yeah. Chrono Fang. Yeah. And he did that to my back. He, uh, he did that to my first dogma. He yeah. like, tuck your back row. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I was like, guess I'm not, I guess I'm not restanding. That sucks. You suck. What, what is that? Get good. What You're supposed to get good. <laughs> Please explain to me how I was supposed to not uh, not play into this. It's yeah. okay. I stood on it the second time. Bad. What did you do? Did you just go for the 10k and that was it? Yeah. Or, okay. I yeah. just used it. I mean, I have to force it out eventually. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Next thing, enigmatic assassin. Uh, another member of the BCC. So uh, her skill is at the start of your attack step, you can pull her out of your soul if you have. Uh, you know, 10 or more cards in there, and she gets plus 5,000. Then if you have 15 or more cards in there, when you do that, she gets another 15,000. So she's 20,000 by herself. And the way attack step works is you can use her as a booster or an attacker. But in this, uh, whoa, in this uh, Blade Wing deck that has been sweeping the world... Uh, Hardly, but go on. Okay, whatever. It, there, there was about, like, two weeks of hype, and that was it. But It's uh, Vanguard. Everything is hype, no matter how bad it is. Seems about... Yeah. Anyway, so um, because of that, it made it so if you, you know, in darker regulars, you would have this turn with um, with Solus Demigod, where you soul charge a bunch. Demigod gives your front row a bunch, like you know, really big, and then you attack with both things in the front row. Literally, does not matter because Demigod is fixing your columns. And then when you when you start attacking with Demigod, you just call Enigmatic Assassin over the existing rear guards and just back and forth and back and forth. So you get like, seven attacks that are all, you know, in the 30s or 40k, depending. One great thing about this is it, it does not stop by head around at all. You just attack with the thing that head around calls, and no matter what it is, it's going to get the power from uh, Solus Demagogue. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if, if, they, uh, if they deny Griffin, I'm like, okay, cool, other side. <laughs> you know, yeah. call it back out. Um, so, like, it, it hasn't done anything crazy yet, but I do think that uh, Boucher, it has to, like, keep this in mind. Um, also, you know, just 56k crit, no graves or higher, Gilderai is, like, already a thing to think about. Yeah. That's like, really even funny. Even, that's, like, the worst-case scenario with this card. Yeah. Although, although with some G-guards, it's fairly easy to do, but... Mm. Yeah. Um, so, Trainer. Uh, I think this was a similar predicament with Conroe, where you can search any grade one, which means that if Spike Brothers gets too broken of a grade one. They, you know. I mean, Spike Brothers has a lot of like utility grade ones that they need multiples of by first stride. So like, I think 
when Conroe got hit, which was a little after BT-13, after um, Divine Dragon Progression came out, uh, Conroe was infinitely stronger than Mecha Trainer. Mecha Trainer pretty much only got 8K Vanillas and PGs back then. Yeah. I mean, but, now, now you can get Frog Raiders, Stride Fodders, and Air Force Eliza. Eliza, which is fine. Also, Heal Triggers. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Forgot about that. You can you can search G-Guards, which also, that is good for Kagero. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, uh, Helen... Hi, Helen. Uh, she, she got, I think, either second or third place in France with Kagero again. And that's just with Conroe coming back as starter. Yeah. But uh, I think... Um, I think now... Conroe and Mecha Trainer are pretty comparable, where they weren't before. Yeah. Um, I, I think the clans are in like very similar places, but like the the problem is that everything Spike Brothers do minuses, <laughs> except uh, Dirty Picaro. But yeah. that's, uh, But I, I mean, like your shit's going away anyway. So how much of a plus is it really? I um, mean, he doesn't have uh, to. <laughs> um, he does not charge it. Let's see. This one I put on here myself. Uh, Crayon Tiger and. Uh, Contradictory Instructor, Tuskmaster, or as I call it, Horton, here's a crit. I don't think these limit design space at all, or have limited design space at all. Agreed. I think that they're just absolutely necessary to play the clan. Maybe I should say it, 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 uh, it diminishes deck space. I mean, that's because definitely true. they are so But that is important. not what we're talking about. <laughs> and that's also just a very different question, though, because by that same logic... Running like GB decks like Asha or Gavrail limit deck space because you can't run like subclans. Yeah, you also have to have stride fodders and all that bullshit. You guys ruined my fun. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but well, I, maybe I, your fun shouldn't be stupid. I, I, <laughs> absolutely savage. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I do think Grand uh, Tiger's a good card, but yeah. like, they're still printing stuff that makes ridiculous rear guards, so it's not like. Yeah. Like, oh my God. safe state Professor Big Belly just makes the biggest rear guard you can no. possibly imagine. And then you can restand that shit guaranteed. And if you but... play Tapering Beaver, you can just make it like 100k. Just fucking perfect guard! I mean, if you, you got... I hope you got two of them. Um, Stop sucking. Okay. Get good. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, James put these on the list. Negrobone, Gauche, Knight Spinal, and Skeleton Cannonier in parentheses, maybe. I mean... But the problem with Grand Blue is like it's all the cards together that make it like really absurd. So it's it, it's uh, pardon the pun here a perfect storm. Some, <laughs> I, I think yeah. that solves this thing, but uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's, but, like, it's water. I'd close enough. They have kind of that yeah. same issue of Gear Chronicle where they can gain advantage while attacking. Yeah. Because like you know the like you draw some rough seas banshees, you yeah. you gash, you soul blast a bunch of stuff, you call a bunch of rough seas banshees, put them in soul, draw a bunch of cards. Yeah. And then call stuff afterward, and you're like, and I think Gash is just really the absurd card here. Well, part of it is, like, just Grand Blue's mechanics, where the things that you have to pay the cost of, that being retiring your shit, is also your resource pool. So it's yeah. like... That's actually, that's actually, like, to connect to that, what we t- when we did the Neonectar and Murakumo and Clan Analysis or whatever, we talked about how they inherently lose the game mechanics because of damaging... Grand Blue inherently pluses off of game mechanics because when like something is killed, your basic engine is bringing it back, so they kind of do the job for you. Yeah, it's it, it's like owning a business and then spending money at that business. Oh, well, good, more money. Like, well, I mean, okay, but I, I mean, it's the same, the same money. Okay, okay, so you rob a guy and then spend money at your business, whatever. So, okay, so the <laughs> the the real problem is that before Gash, 
pretty much every call in Grand Blue required a counterblast. Yeah. So like like other than uh, was it Nightmist the Stride who called counterblast one call two things. Yeah. Every Stride for Night Rose was like counterblast one call a thing. Counterblast yeah, one call, call a thing. thing. Every unit like Negro Lazy was like counterblast one call a thing. Yeah. And then when Gash came out, it was now counterblast one soul blast one call a bunch of things. Well, it was counterblast one soul blast x amount call that. Well, amount. call soul blast one yeah. then soul blast whatever. And yeah, call. yeah. So now they're like now they're kind of like Pell Moon. Like units can't get stuck in soul. Yeah. Um, units can't you know like you you just keep like people are just keeping their starter in soul now for an extra soul for Gash. Yeah. Like it's just now they have all that counterblast for battle phase calling, yeah. which they didn't have before. And then I don't know it. it, it also, Negrobone, where, like, it, it allows you to just, you know, get more attacks by counterblasting and killing your thing, which, again, puts it right where you fucking want it. Yeah. So, or, well, or in that explicit tag. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, one... One what? Uh, I guess one different thing is, like, while they can countercharge at the end of their turn, during the turn for Grand Blue, they're, they're, like, their they're counterblast is the number of face-up damage they have. Like, they're, they're yeah. not countercharging during their turn and, like, and minus except for, except for calling the a King Serpent, which yeah. usually requires a counterblast. Yeah. So, like, if they're going to stride skill, call a King Serpent, that's really to gain an extra soul, not to get it done not to get the unflip itself. Or, or rather, it's to stave off running out of counterblast. Right. Yeah. But, like, the, the all the countercharging otherwise is going to be at the end of turn. Yeah. So, the difference is that... Gash, while preserving Counterblast to call the things originally, now generates a lot more advantage later due to extra attacks. Well, especially because with Rough Seas Banshee, you can just draw cards. So not only, it's not just like, oh, I can make a field out of this. It's I can turn, like, this into hand and still make a field out of it. Yep. You know? Um, Jesus. Uh, the last th- last card on the list is uh, Phantom Blaster Diablo. Um I mean, if this card doesn't restrict design space, I don't know what does. Yeah. But has it really been restricting design space? I mean, it definitely has. Yeah. This is God, I hope so. Do what? I I really hope it has, because... Never mind. I I mean, does does Shadow Paladin, have they ever gotten another finisher stride other than this guy? Ogma? Not really. Duke? Yeah, Doomed is good, right? But, like, it's definitely... No, it's a Duke. Spectral. Oh, oh, oh! Spectral is a lot of pressure for sure, but he's definitely just a lot worse, right? I mean, he's kind of a shit restander. But... He's he's a pretty bad restander. Just play Diablo. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, not it's not it's not the card. It's the player. You suck. A lot of <laughs> Shadow Paladin decks are just kind of like just try to grind out the game anyway, and they have with GBT ten they'll have the advantage to do so. Oh god! But I think uh, I, I bet you can't wait for that episode. That's gonna be fun. But um, I think a lot of the problems with Phantom Blaster Diablo's existence is they basically have this finisher stride that's like, oh, if you ever wipe your opponent's board and they can't replace it, you just win. Yeah. Well, there's like, that. There's that, and it fucks over uh, clans that like you know Mirage, right? Yeah. So Pale Moon, Grand Blue, to an extent. Mm-hmm. Those are the big ones. But. I mean, Grand Blue doesn't fuck over that much because they can GB2 Negro Lazy during the end phase and not hollow it. Yeah. And just have, like, three things on field. That's the worst thing. Grand Blue has all the options. Yeah. <laughs> so that's likely not going to happen against Grand Blue. But you can just actually just deck Grand Blue out by dragging out the game. Yeah. Like, you have the ability to do that. The Shadow Pattern will never get rearguards that matter for the reasons of cards like Phantom Blaster Diablo. Rearguards that matter what? Like, rearguards that generate extra attacks at all. Yes. 
Like, this is just not something they're going to get. Well, yeah, because you have all the attacks and then just Diablo they're facing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, that's pretty much the whole list. Do you, do you guys have any others you can think of? I mean, there is an argument that Yasui Tenma does prevent... I mean, it, it definitely prevents cards of certain types from being printed. Like, it prevents cards that countercharge not bound to soul. Like, yeah. currently we have Yasha Bayashi, which uh, is a 9k on play, Soul Blast 1, uh, games 2k, and Shadow Stitch, when this unit attacks a Vanguard if the attack does not hit, countercharge counter 1, and then choose one of your units to give it 2k. Yeah. And then it has, if you have a Yasue Vanguard, it, attacks, it can, uh, can attack from back row. But that soul is already a very, like, overused resource on Murakumo. Yeah. Like, our GR Shibaraku Buster uses two soul apiece. Yeah. Um, and the Shizune, the uh, the uh, Shadow Stitch on hit PG. <laughs> Among other things. Uh, uh, that, that requires a soul to bounce. And, like, and some people do play that. I think it's, I think it's like, pretty good after it's at 10. And uh, so soul is not, like, a free resource by any means. Yeah. Because, I mean, the GR needing two soul apiece is already, like, really huge. Yeah. What, do you, what do you have to replenish soul? The Heart Thumb clone? Yeah, so we have uh, Masamura, the Heart Thumb clone. We have Dark, Dark Spider, Spider. Yeah. which uh, goes to soul and flips the damage. We have Drench Serpent, which is Shadow Stitch. Uh, when the when unit that attacked a Vanguard in this yeah. unit is boosting, counter charge one, soul charge one. So that card has many uses altogether. Yeah. And then um, the last one would be Onibayashi, that has a Shadow Stitch ability. Whenever a, a unit you control attacks a vanguard and does not hit, it gains the red text. Whenever a unit you're, you uh, you could whenever a unit you're, one of your units hits a vanguard, put it to soul, draw a card, counter charge one. That's not too bad. I mean, yeah, I mean it's like, yeah. I, but like Onibayashi was hard to play prior to GBT ten because I don't know. I really like playing Charcoal Fox. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's not something that I want. That it, it's just something like it, those are not free sources of soul. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, so do you think, like, in the future, with more Murakuma support, they're just going to make Soul this, like, anchor? I mean, it's possible. Yeah. They're, they're doing that for a lot of clans already, where they're just putting, like, Soul costs on everything. Yeah. Like, Tachikaze has a lot of Soul costs just running around yeah. now. I mean, like, the, the new Harry and the new Victor, they both have Soul costs. Mm-hmm. The new Gurgit has a Soul cost. You know? I mean, like, the old Gurgit did, too. But yeah. Just, I mean, um, I think they were realizing that Soul was not a decently utilized resources for clans who are very restrictive on soul. Yeah. So I think, I mean, there are a lot of clans who don't have a good way of generate, generating soul. Example, Angel Feather. Yeah. Like, they, they have almost no way to generate soul. Yeah. It's great, and then they just keep printing stuff that uses soul. Altiel, Altiel, the Fighter's Collection Heal, and the Fighter's Collection G-Guard. Yeah. Yeah. In, in this Angel Feather's Angel Feather's soul mechanic relies solely on triggers with skills and nothing else. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to kill myself. More. Come on, yeah. Sharhat with a soul cost. And uh, Brain yeah. uses a lot of soul, too. That's true, it does. Like, Albion uses soul. Scouting Owls. Yeah, uh, if, if you play yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but the G-Guard. Yeah. It, and it's just a miracle that the new Brave PG soul charges if you if you get the if you get the special effect. Yeah. I mean, like, otherwise all you had was, like, Delaness, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, people are starting to play uh, yeah. Sonic Gull or um, Support Sorcerer Damascus to... Uh, or that retires itself, never mind. That retires itself, draws... Why doesn't it go to Soul? It, it retires itself, draws the counter charges. My bad, my bad. Yeah. I thought it went to Soul like yeah. the rest of these kinds of cards. Retires itself. What my a bad. pain. But, I mean, yeah. I will say that the Soul engine for Gold Paladin is very strong. I think I was confusing with all the Gold Paladin units yeah. that go to Soul and yeah. counter charge. Because there's holy, like 50 million of those. I know, I've had games where like I, I finished and I'll have like 
eight, nine cards in soul. And I'm like, where the, like... Hey, where's your soul saver dragon, man? That'd be cool. You saved the soul for soul saver. I mean, because you have Jeffrey and Jerry, and, like, that's good enough. Yeah. Starface Lion. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, the, the other thing, that, that was kind of it for the list, and then, like, there were, like, mechanics that limit design space. We already talked about Time Leap, and I guess Rescue, but... Yeah, I'm not really sure what Boucher is trying to do with Rescue. All the new Rescue support implies that they want you to, like, rescue in main phase and check crits. Yeah. And then when you rescue in battle phase, get stands. Yeah. Like, this is going to happen every time. <laughs> or something. I don't know either. I think that's what they want to happen. I mean, and that's what Rin does in the show for some reason. Yeah. But that's not even reasonable to expect. Because it's equally likely that the opposite happens. <laughs> I mean, to some people, yeah. And then... Just uh, run 12 crit. Oh, wait, you can't, because roughness and surgery are too good. Yeah. So you can run at most 7 crit. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a pain. And um, there's no reason to do that, because you can just play more stands. Yeah. Which work better anyway. Is there anything else? Or I mean, I think those are, like, a lot of the major cards, like, at least that I thought of immediately. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, there could be more that we're missing. There are so many cards in this game. Yeah. And so many cards that could be restricting design space that maybe just don't see the light of day. Yeah. Like. Or just haven't been uh, revealed. Like, yet. there's, like, there were cards that, like, there's this, and there's this card in Hearthstone called Master of Disguise. And it's, like, a four drop, four, four on play, giving a, min- a minion stealth. Starring, which is not even a good card. Starring Dana Carvey. Um. That movie's bad, by the way. I loved that movie. I'm sure you did. All right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh. Blizzard randomly in one patch just nerfed this card. Yeah. They said it gives it stealth until your next turn. Yeah. And the reason is because they want to print a bunch of good stuff for, like, if they want to print good minions for Rogue that have, like, nice passive effects, then you can't have this minion that gives stuff stealth indefinitely. So that means there could be a lot of units that are are not good that just exist and make it so they can't print other cards. And it's difficult to tell what those might be because there are so many cards in this game. Yeah. So I, I don't think this list is this list is I would say almost certainly not complete. Yeah. And if you if you have more additions, feel free to tweet at us, uh, you know, at Nexus at Night or at Atlas Novak at Wiggums. Gabe doesn't have a Twitter. <laughs> Gabe is a sociopath and does not have a Twitter. <laughs> I mean, are those two really mutually exclusive? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if I'm a sociopath, but I have a Twitter, so that is probably not a good case. What Twitter is very funny. I don't know. Um, yeah, I have a yeah. lot of things to say. I can't be restricted to 100 words. Or 140 characters. It's not even words. <laughs> How shitty is that, right? Gross. If, 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 you, if you type, like, onomatopoeia, that's, like, half your fucking like, Look, character I, I, count. I, I don't understand. You're saying that there could be people who misunderstand stuff because you only have 140 characters? That, that's impossible. No freaking way. You don't understand my power. <laughs> you underestimate my power. All right, well, uh, until next time, I was Atlas. And I'm Matt. Can I just die already? No. <laughs> we'll see you next time after we take Gabe to the hospital. take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast uh i also recommend sharing it with your friends family anybody who likes vanguard uh you can find us on soundcloud or on your podcast app that little purple thing that goes in the folder that of the stuff you can't delete like stocks who uses stocks anyway you can also tweet 
me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff. <laughs>